Rise and shout. We're two hours away from the kickoff of BYU football. Tight trips left. Option look. Keeper Jaron. 10, 5, touchdown Cougars! Jaron Hall scores! This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. To get you ready for BYU football, let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Today, the 15th-ranked BYU Cougars face the Idaho State Bengals on Senior Day. My name is Jason Shepard. Thank you so much for joining us for BYU football. Joining me is former BYU quarterback and our radio analyst. He is Riley Nelson. And, Riley, we've come to the final home game of the season. Let's let's be honest, it's crazy to think about that it's happened already. BYU entered the first college football playoff rankings at number 15, and they host an FCS team that they should dominate. I think that just about covers it. A pretty busy week. Yes, most definitely. It's been a, a great week and a great season for a home slate, home season for this BYU football team, a home slate that began with a win against Utah, breaking the long-awaited streak. And, oh, thank goodness. And and, and uh, has had plenty of highlights in between. The Tyler Algier, you know, punch out against Arizona State, the wild and crazy game we saw last week against Virginia, which I think they're still ca- trying to count up all the yards and points in that game. Uh, and comes to a close here today. It has been an absolutely wonderful season here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for this 2021 BYU football team. All right, well, let's get to our headlines before the Cougars face the Bengals. Here are your game headlines. Well, and as we mentioned, it is senior day, and here's what we knew going into today. There will be three seniors that will be honored today. There are only three seniors on the roster. Those three seniors are Jared Capisi, uh, Lopaleatawa, and Samson Nakua. So we knew those guys going in were going to be honored today. What we also knew was there was a likelihood that others, maybe some COVID juniors, possibly some redshirt sophomores, that were also going to be honored. We found out uh, officially within the last half hour that there will be 11 others that will be honored today now i want to make it perfectly clear this does not mean they are not coming back next season but just on in the chance that they were to leave and move on to something else they have decided to be honored today those players that will be honored today that are not seniors are tyler algier matthew criddle jt gentry James Empey, Drew Jensen, Lopini Katoa, who, by the way, you will hear later on in my Chef Talk interview coming up in a couple of segments, as well as Jason Money, Neil Pau, Gunnar Romney, Earl Tuioti Mariner, and Joe Tukawafu. So that's the list of guys that will be honored today. Again, outside of the three seniors that we know will not be back, those other 11 are being honored today. And again, it does not mean, however, that they will not be back next season. What it means for most of them, I gotta imagine, is they're gonna graduate either this semester or next. And if they don't have postgraduate pursuits, they may want to move on to, sorry, postgraduate educational uh, goals. They may want to move on to other postgraduate pursuits. I will say, you did mention some names there that I think uh, 
I, I don't know if it'd be inappropriate or not, but a chant of please come back <laughs> might be worth it as they honor him pregame here today. And I, I think I think everybody knows exactly who you're talking about <laughs> in terms of guys that you hope are back on this roster next season. All right, one of the other headlines, and we've already mentioned this, the Cougars enter the college football playoff rankings at number 15. I think most BYU fans were pleasantly surprised with a record of 7-2 and two to be coming in at number 15. Look, the P5 schedule was absolutely a difference this year versus last year. I think the biggest question, Riley, is can BYU climb any further between now and the end of the regular season? It's going to be so incredibly difficult just because, as we all know, or as many college football fans who have followed the sport for any length of time know that all the other conferences they put their biggest rivalry games, their biggest interconference uh, matchups, they load them up all in November. So it's going to be hard for BYU now facing an FCS team, yep. then a Georgia Southern team that isn't familiar to a lot of college football fans. And a bowl in between. Yeah, or, excuse a bye. me, a bye a in bye. between. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So Idaho State, by next week, a Georgia Southern team that isn't really going to move the needle as far as impressing anybody. And unfortunately, it was great you got back into that relevancy with the showdown against USC, but they're a program that has just struggled mightily this year. Fired Clay Helton at the beginning, have not really been able to pick it up since. Just lost their last player this last week for the end of the season due to injury. And uh, anyway, the only good thing about that USC game is that, uh, judging by pictures I've seen of the Coliseum the last couple of home games there should be plenty of tickets yeah. available for BYU Nation to go in there and fill it up yeah well and they will certainly be there in Southern California well it doesn't matter where it's at the fact that it's in Southern California almost uh, guarantees that it will be there we know how many BYU fans live in Southern California and speaking of Clay Helton uh, BYU will still face a Clay Helton team he was hired this week as the head coach of Georgia Southern so Clay Helton will be uh, on the uh, the other sideline uh, this year. You thought it was going to happen against USC. Well, it turns out it's going to end up being Georgia Southern. I missed that news. Georgia Southern did fire. Didn't they fire their coach the same week that Clay Helton got fired? I don't USC? know if it was the same week, but, but it yes, it there. was right yeah. around the same time. So, yeah, this week uh, Clay Helton hired at Georgia Southern. Very so interesting. BYU will uh, we'll see him uh, anyway. Uh, before we, we move on to, uh, specifically to Idaho State, we, we mentioned that Tyler Algier is going to be one of the players that will be honored today. I, I want to spend a, a second. Look, what he has done over the last two seasons is remarkable. And coming off last week against Virginia, coming off a career-high 266 yards rushing, five touchdowns, he has 1,127 yards rushing. He needs four for in tonight's game to surpass his total of last season. He has been remarkable. I don't know how much we're going to get an opportunity to see him today because of the situation that we expect BYU to be in where the depth will play. But man alive, this is a game where I hope everybody soaks in everything about Tyler Algier today. He, he'll be, no matter where he ends up on those rankings on the set, by the way, if you don't think that the coaches, the players probably aren't aware of it, but if you don't think that the coaches aren't aware of it and aren't trying to um, champion a guy like Tyler Algier to take his rightful place in the record books, um, you know, you're, you're, you're probably up in the night. But here's one of the things I'll say about Tyler Algier, not to always make it about the quarterback, but it always tends to come back that way here at BYU, and that is the task for this offense as a whole and for whoever it was going to be, obviously it ended up being Jaron Hall, of replacing Zach Wilson was almost seemed insurmountable, too yeah. big to tackle, it was otherworldly, but it was made manageable by having a guy 
lined up in the backfield behind you and Tyler Algier that you can turn off to. He can take some of the pressure off. He can draw attention away to the defense. And don't get me wrong, Jaron Hall has improved as a player. His performance has been outstanding in its own right. But coming in and, and that initial burden, that initial frenzy of what's going to happen to replace a guy like Zach Wilson, Tyler Algier taking the brunt of that pressure off of, of Jaron Hall allowed him to flourish like he's done this season. So his impact has been felt not only throughout the offense, but throughout the program. And judging by the numbers you just read off, it's likely he'll be, it, it will uh, reverberate into the history books. Well, and I remember everybody in the offseason saying, look, he had the, the you know, 1,130 yards last year, but, but it was against, look at the yeah. schedule. The, you know, he'll be lucky to be able to do that again against this schedule this season. And look what he's done. Against P5s against on P5s, the road. Yes. Yeah, t defenses that are ranked in the top 20 in every statistical category. No matter wh what it's been, he has been uh, absolutely, you can set your watch to him. Well, and speaking of the opponent today, Idaho State. Look, BYU is going to win the game. BYU 6-0 all-time versus Idaho State. The average score in this matchup has been 38-8 to in BYU's favor. I think the ultimate thing BYU needs to do today is just come out of this game healthy. I think at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. The Bengals coming in with a record of 1-7. and seven. Right now, their offense is scoring 16 points per game. The defense is giving up 34. That is a bad combination. Uh, and, and we're going to get more into Idaho State coming up on the other side. We're going to be talking with the voice of the Bengals, Jerry Miller. He's been calling Idaho State games for over 30 years. He is going to join us when we return. That's coming up next. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. of Lavelle Edwards Stadium coming to you live from Cougar Canyon. Jason Shepard, Riley Nelson. It is Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time to get to know the foe. Happy to be joined by Jerry Miller, the voice of the Idaho State Bengals. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Hey, pleasure to be here with you. So, Jerry, I, I did a little research, and uh, I want to brag about you for just a second here. <laughs> so I had no idea that this was part of your past. I had no idea that back in the day you worked at KSL, you were Hot Rod Hundley's backup and the sideline reporter on jazz games, which is awesome. I did not know that. And then, this is the part I really want to focus on. Then you were the backup BYU basketball play-by-play -play announcer, as well as studio host for football and basketball jerry i have your job i'm doing exactly what you used to do man you've been doing your homework that's uh, that is quite uh, that was what in the late 70s early 80s right exactly i uh, timing was everything for that i came to ksl the same year the jazz moved from new orleans and uh, just kind of stumbled into being hot rods backup he worked for cbs tv that uh, first year the team was there, so every weekend he was gone from January on, and uh, I got to go with the team wherever they were, home or road. Jerry, have you been able to integrate hippity-hop dribble down the right side <laughs> into your football broadcast and now in your current job? Yeah, I have to admit I've used hippity-hop with a belt-high dribble, 
and uh, he yo-yos the dribble, all of nice. that. I've, uh, it's not regular stuff, but occasionally I'll pull it out. Hot Wonderful. Rod was a great friend. He hey, uh, 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 Jason and, and yes. Riley, I don't normally do this. I, I don't, ah. don't jump into your interview uh, with the opposing play-by-play uh, -play broadcaster. But uh, I just wanted to take a moment. Um, Jerry's been doing this for a long, long time. He told me 34 years now. You may have already mentioned that on the air. And, uh, and we've uh, crossed paths over the years, uh, either at the Marriott Center or here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and uh, synonymous with Idaho State Athletics. Uh, such a great advocate for the program, um, so closely tied uh, with that community and, and their sports and does such a tremendous job. And we've been honored to have him here in our uh, press box at Lavelle Edwards Stadium multiple times in the visitor's booth. And we're not sure how many more times this will happen, Jerry. So I wanted to, to come on and just uh, thank you for all you do uh, for Idaho State, the great broadcaster you are, the great example you are. Uh, you always have great stories for me about your days, your, your days back in the day. And I'm kind of there with you almost. I've been doing this a little while myself. But uh, your just, hair didn't uh, go gray; it just went it away. It just, just went away. That's yeah. all it did. Um, but again, thank you uh, for. All, I'll, I'll let the guys continue with you and finish the interview. But uh, I just wanted uh, the public to know just how special Jerry Miller is. Uh, ties to the area, and now again a fixture up there in, so in, in, in Southern Idaho, and, and does a tremendous job. And uh, they'll they'll miss him when it's no longer his voice calling plays for Idaho State to football and basketball and other sports and again I'm hoping not uh, spoiler alerting here but uh, more than 2,000 games uh, you've called um, for Idaho State sports over the years that's a that's a huge number and uh, you're to be honored for it and just again kudos to you congratulations on an amazing career that continues but uh, I just wanted to, to take this opportunity since I'm not sure how often we'll, we'll do this again well bless you Greg I appreciate it today is game 2095 for me and that includes all the sports that I've uh, had the chance to broadcast at ISU. This morning, we actually drove out on 5th West across the tracks and over to the little tiny, what used to be uh, a garage or a shop that then turned into uh, like an apartment that we lived in mm. when we were in school here. So it, it's been a great weekend. Well, it's always great to see you. I appreciate it. Have a great call today, and, and I'll let you finish off with the guys. Hey, good luck. All right, thanks. So, Jerry, let, let's focus on this 1-7 team. How is the team handling the record and the way the season has gone? I know there's a lot of reasons why the team is 1-7 right now, and I'm sure a lot of that you know, stems from the, the quarterback injury earlier in the year. How is the team handling this overall? You know, it is a tough go, especially when you see kids get hurt every week. Uh, I'm just looking at the two deeps today, and it looks like, um, our first and second leading tacklers probably are not going to start the game. One got helped off. As a matter of fact, both of them got hurt last week in our game last week at home against Weber. And uh, as you mentioned, we lost a quarterback. We've had both of our uh, running backs that started the year hurt. That has uncovered a, uh, a, a special freshman, Tyvon Ford. Uh, we call him Night Train. He's got great, great size, and he, he runs with power, but, you know, you got to have the big guys up front. We've got 72 kids on our roster that are listed as freshmen or sophomores, and 52 of them are lifted, listed as redshirt freshmen or true freshmen. So, of course, you throw in the COVID year, the extra year you get, but there is so much youth on this team. 
they're just kind of wide-eyed, and that's the way they're going to be today. Jerry, what are the stated goals, or maybe uh, what does success look like for the Idaho State Bengals in Lavelle Edwards Stadium today? Well, success is getting some wins on the field. Um, and in, in my mind, with two winning games left for us after this week, uh, man, we hope we don't come away with any more injuries. That's my perspective on it. I know Coach has uh, different things in his mind. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how you slow, slow down uh, Algier or uh, get the ball out of Jaron Hall's hands, but so, somehow we've got to figure out a way to do that. Uh, I remember years ago we played a game at Nebraska, and uh, the big win for us, they had a first and goal at the two and we forced them to turn it over on downs. You know, we gave up over 70 points in that game, but, hey, that was something the kids could look at and, and be proud. Jerry, we thank you so much for joining us. We know you've got to get to, uh, to your pregame that is starting uh, very shortly. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes. We really do appreciate your time, and uh, have a great call today. Jason, it is great to be here. I appreciate you asking me to be on the air. And uh, I just want you to know, uh, I, I bleed black and orange. Uh, the blue that I do bleed is BYU and Dodger blue. So there you go. Well, that's, that's what we like to hear. Jerry, thank you. so. Oh, and by the way, so when yeah. I called Jerry this week to set this up, I called him. He was fishing at the time. So yep, did you catch anything that day? Uh, yeah, I did. I came home with four. Oh, four very nice. nice. trout. Tremendous. Very very nice. Good good start to the week. Jerry, thank you again for the time. We really do appreciate it. Thanks. Appreciate your work, guys. Thanks. There we go. That is the voice of the Idaho State Bengals, Jerry Miller. Coming up next in Cougar Cuts, you will hear from all three seniors and discussing playing their last games in Provo. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, coming to you from Cougar Canyon on the west side of Lavelle Edwards Which Stadium. Is bustling, yes, today, Jason, a great, a great crowd. And if first of all, like a couple of things, certainly. We would love for you to come down, say hi, wave. But I, I have got to, if you're going to come down to where we are, and we are booth number one, like the furthest north booth, the thing that you need to pay attention to after you obviously say hello to us is the gigantic potato that is directly across from our location. It is so massive uh, that I had some, I just asked some random fan, I'm like, could you please take a picture of me in front of this potato? It is that big. It is impressive. And everybody needs to come and see it. So please come down, say hello to us, see the giant potato, and then go in and cheer on the Cougars to victory. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. All right, it's time for Cougar Cuts. And I mentioned you're going to let you hear from all three of the seniors. Uh, there are three seniors on the roster. All will be honored today. Uh, we read the list of the 11 others that will also be honored. Uh, some are juniors. Some are uh, sophomores. Uh, but they may or may not be back next year, so they have chosen to be honored today just in case. 
We're going to start things off with Lopaleatawa. He's one of those three seniors on the roster, and he was asked if he has any regrets returning for another season. Yeah, I don't regret coming back. I loved it. It was another opportunity, another year to play. Um, something I met some cool people. I met a lot of uh, new faces and stuff like that. It's just it's it's been amazing for me, and I love the fact that I came back. And um, I'm gonna miss it for sure. It's gonna be dope. I have very much enjoyed Lopa's comments, his candor, and just honestly his take on things this year. Uh, I've very much enjoyed um, getting to know him a little bit better. And I don't mean that like on a personal level, just being able to to hear him express his opinions. I, I have enjoyed that this year. Yeah, the mantle was passed from Kairos Tonga to Lopaleatawa as far as if you needed to know what the heart rate or the pulse right. was of the defense and the defensive line, uh, he was the guy that you looked to. And I liked, I, you know, he had a little bit of nastiness in him, a, a pretty big chip on his shoulder, talking about how the defensive line needs more respect, respect and and some of the issues that they were dealing with and playing banged up and, uh, you know, the trial that they were going through in the middle of the season. But uh, they've definitely overcome it. And, and Lopa's been, you know, a captain and a player that will be remembered here for years to come. Well, and we'll stick with Lopa. He discusses what he hopes the legacy of this senior class will be. The lasting impact is that we set not just a trend, but like a culture. We've had a lot of ups and downs. And um, those that have been here for a long time remember those really low downs. And it's been a blessing for me, especially having a long career here, uh, seeing how much the team culture has changed, especially with Kalani at the helm. Uh, I remember when Kalani first came in as a brand new coach. He was like just not winging it, but like you can tell he was making different adjustments every year. And I feel like he's caught his stride in the past few years. And I just hope that it builds on for the next coming years and it just leaves a legacy. I really do hope that BYU just continues this success because I feel like, you know, I've played a part in that. And I just want the freshmen that come in to, to make sure that they understand that this is a place where like we want to be successful and stuff like that. That's something that I wish um, our legacy, especially the guys that are leaving this year, would leave. I feel like after this year and next year, a lot of the guys that experienced those downs are gone. So when it's like in the Book of Mormon, you know, like when you only know good times, you don't understand how hard it is. Because we're getting a lot of good recruits and stuff. We're going to get a lot of guys that don't know BYU when they're down. And I hope that they understand that when they come here, it's to work you know it's to build upon this legacy that i hope that we we cultivated as a team especially as players and that's something i really hope stays with byu and that legacy is important riley i mean guys that you know have maybe been in times where things were a little down and to be able to to live through the the and i don't want to say bad times i don't think it was bad times but you know, it's every every couple of years when you get new guys in, it's just different. Things change. You have a different vibe with the team. And I, I, I think that the legacy that's being created right now is is something that um, that I think we will see pay dividends for a very long time. Jason, I think we need to take that clip and whatever medium, but get it in a coach Satake's hands and have him play that because that is a very real thing. You're even seeing it with Clemson. Who would have thought 
you know, those years when Alabama and Clemson were going back and forth for the national champ. Who would ever thought that they'd be 500 and, right. and Dabble Sweeney's seat's getting a little warm and they're answering all sorts of questions, right? So it's uh, unfortunately the only program that seems to have avoided it in any major way is Alabama. But uh, if BYU can somehow figure out that blueprint. But what Lopa is saying is right, and that's unfortunately most teams start feeling themselves, reading their own press clippings, and then, you know, pride cometh before the fall, right. and then they have to suffer that. Just with all this momentum that they're gaining going into the Big 12, I hope that the timing of these new guys coming in who don't remember, who didn't have to learn those tough lessons, because you're right, the team mix is one thing, but then each different season has its own set of challenge and adversity. Uh, but what he, he articulated it so well, that's something that should be repeated year after year for this BYU program. Well, as the longest-tenured Cougar, Jared Capisi talks about where he has seen this program grow the most. It's crazy to see how much the culture has shifted. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Like I'm basically the only player on the whole team that was here in 2014. I think Kaviko Fanua was the only one that, if he had stayed another year, he would have been the only one either. Basically, just seeing how the, the culture has shifted to the brotherhood that we have now, like I feel like it's such a, a big difference. Like a lot of people that have been around the program and, and seen both, uh, I guess, both programs uh, when Bronco was here and also when Kalani was here, has definitely seen the camaraderie of the brotherhood, like in our in our locker room and just as a team, like grow. Uh, every year so I think that's the biggest thing and you could see it out on the field like everybody's happy when when any when any player makes a play everybody's happy for that player and and I think before like I I didn't see that kind of brotherhood on the team and so it's it's been great to see it grow every year um, since then. Well, while this season has been Samson Nakua's only year as a Cougar he certainly gets emotional thinking about his BYU career coming to an end. Everyone keeps talking about it, I feel like. Uh, I see Coach fessy has been talking about it, bringing it up, and uh, just uh, he talks a lot about the little details and uh, enjoying the little moments and uh, soaking it all in and that these are the best years. Uh, we're not going to get them back. And um, it really hasn't hit me yet, maybe a little bit right now that we're talking about it, and I have to. And, uh, man, it's crazy. It's been a long ride. And uh, even even this one year here, a lot of emotions. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy, honestly. I'm, I'm excited. It's been fun. Obviously, a, a lot of uh, emotions, as you heard Samson talk about, and, and all these guys, everybody that will be honored today. The, uh, the emotions will certainly uh, be at the forefront today as they play the final home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Coming up, will today's game be Lopini Katoa's last in Provo? Well, when we did this interview, we didn't know, uh, and we still don't know if it'll be his last. What we do know is he will be honored today. We'll talk about all of that with Lopini Katoa and Shep Talk. More Cougar pregame live coming up right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Sitting alongside the quarterback, Riley Nelson. This is Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Lopini Katoa has played in all nine games for the Cougars, but with the stellar play of Tyler Algier, Lopini hasn't had the same number of touches that he has had earlier in his career. As a COVID junior, Lopini could decide that this is his last season. That's just one of the things we talked about when I caught up with Lopini Katoa for this week's Shep Talk. 
Lopini, before we start talking about football and everything that's happening this weekend and moving forward, I wanted to ask about your mom. How's your mom doing? And for those that may not necessarily know or had not heard a couple months ago, your mom had a surgery to remove a brain tumor. And I know at the time uh, you'd mentioned everything was progressing well. I just wondered if you'd be willing to give an update. Yeah, it's, it's still progressing um, really well. We've been blessed. Appreciate everybody's thoughts, prayers, and, and reaching out. But yeah, it's, it's looking good and she's doing better. How much of that has been on your mind this season? It's definitely something that has played a part in my mentality. And it's been hard at times and it's been motivating at times, you know. So, yeah, it's definitely been a huge part of the season, especially how it was, you know, at the beginning of the season. How much fun was the Virginia game? Because, man, from a, a sheer offensive standpoint, that had to have been just unbelievable to be a part of. Yeah, for sure. It was a it was a party, you know, like everybody was making plays. I don't think we had a doubt that we were going to score on, you know, any drive we went out there, um, even though, you know, we had a few that we, we weren't able to to get into the end zone. But yeah, it's, it's, it's always fun when you score that many points. It is the final home game uh, of the season at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, which is crazy to think that we've already come to that point. What do these games mean for you? And, and you're in a situation where I know you haven't made any decisions about your future, but you know, this could be your last home game. We don't know. You don't know at this point, what type of uh, thoughts go through your mind in a, in a situation like this, where it could be your last one in Provo? Yeah. You know, people always say you play every game like your last and when it could actually be, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, it means a lot more. And so it may or may not be my last home game at Lavelle Edwards stadium, but I'm going to take the field like it is my last, you know, and then try to uh, make the most of it. Uh, just enjoy the environment, you know, just soak it all in. There's only going to be technically three seniors that will be on the, the roster in terms of being honored. And, and I know that it means a lot, whether it's a big group or a small group that you guys can want to go out and do well for those seniors. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we don't know. I don't even know who's all coming back and who's who's leaving. But, you know, whoever that is, we want to make sure they leave on a good note. How strange is that, by the way? Because, look, everything with COVID has been strange. And, and you know, adding the extra years and guys that you thought were seniors are now technically still juniors. Is it strange? Because in years past, you know, OK, well, this this is guy's a senior. This is his last game. And, and now we don't know. Has, has the uncertainty ever worn off with everything that's going on? Yeah, it seems like. You know, it's, it's a weird, I, I don't know. It, it feels different. Like, cause usually, like you said, you know, you like you, most of the time you don't have an option. And, and if you leave early, then it's because you have a good idea you're going to be drafted or so. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of uncertainty, but you know, just kind of roll with the punches. After so many big games against P5 teams, and obviously you guys have done remarkable against those teams, do you have to make sure that you don't relax in a game like this in which you should win comfortably? Do you have to actively stay engaged in a matchup like this? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, putting myself in their shoes, I'm sure that they cannot wait to play us, you know, um, getting to play at a, a bigger school and a bigger stage. Um, and so we just got to expect their very best shot and and not take them lightly. Um, Coach A-Rod always talks about respecting the game. And if, if we don't respect our, our opponents, then we're not respecting the game. Well, and you had said something talking to the general media that I had completely forgotten about. And it was the last time that you guys faced this team. You guys did not have the start that you wanted. So I, I would imagine things like that, it helps to be able to have those things to fall back on. Like, hey, the last time we faced this team, we didn't start out great. So let's make sure that we were focusing on that. I have to assume that helps in situations like this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Coach uh, A-Rod reminded us of that. Um, we went to halftime. I can't remember. It was about 28 to, to three or something around there, but it felt like we were losing just because uh, 
so many mistakes, slow start. And so we don't want that same feeling. So BYU entered the college football playoff rankings at 15 this week, and everybody was very pleasantly surprised with where the Cougars landed in the first rankings. How much attention do you and the other guys pay attention to that stuff? Um, I mean, we obviously, everybody sees the social media posts, everybody's tuned into that. And, and I mean, we just take it for what it's worth, but our goal is to win the next game. And so that's kind of just what we focus on. And this has kind of been the theme a little bit here, but does, does having still something to play for, maybe being able to improve your bowl status, does that help with, you know, cause over the next three weeks, you're going to take on two teams that you should be plus a buy in the middle. Does that help stay focused when you realize that there is still a carrot out there for you? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really feel like there's been a big switch ever since our, our ranking and stuff, like in our mindset, this team, this group of guys, this coaching staff, I feel like it's always been a culture of just respecting the game. Um, we win and, and good things will happen, you know? So that's just our, our focus. As long as we keep winning, um, whatever, it'll all play all right. All right, Lopini, let's wrap things up with the final four. Uh, your favorite BYU uniform combination is what? I like, it's definitely Royal for me. I can't decide between all Royal um, with the Royal caps or the ones we wore last week with the, in the white pants with the Royal top. So yeah, I like, I like Royal. I've had this conversation with all your teammates as I've been doing the pregame show and asking this question. It's, it's the Royal helmet, right? The Royal helmet is what pulls it all together. At least oh, it is for, for sure. me. For sure. That is, the Royal helmet's a game changer. Yep. I agree. All right. The song group or artist that you're embarrassed to admit that you like song group or artist. Um, I don't really know. I'm not really like embarrassed of anybody I listen to. Honestly. Um, that's a tough question. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. To be I, honest. I've heard a lot. I've had a couple of your teammates say uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, that has been brought up multiple times. I'm, so that's I, one that's been brought up. I'm sorry. I do not know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you're just open and honest about your, about your music. You Whatever you like, that's what you're listening to. I like all types of music. Okay. Uh, all right. That's fair. Uh, your favorite athlete past or present is who? I'm a, a big uh, Adrian Peterson fan. He was always my favorite uh, running back. He just got re-signed. So that's right with the Titans. Get to watch him some more. But uh, yeah, I was always my my guy. I watched his highlights before like every game in high school. Okay, last one. The best thing about being a part of BYU football is what? Just the brotherhood. Um, you know, football is fun and everything, but those moments in the locker room with the boys and you know what we're doing off the field with each other, just building those relationships. Uh, that's, that's going to last a lot longer than, than we're going to be able to last on the football field, you know? So, um, just that brotherhood, the connection. Lopini, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. Uh, good luck against Idaho state and then moving forward the rest of the season. Really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. That was Lopini Katoa, my ship talk conversation with him this week. And again, if you're just joining in, uh, Lopini Katoa has decided that he uh, would like to be honored today with the other seniors. Again, that does not mean that it is guaranteed he will not return to the team next season. When we return, it will be our QB read with Riley. That's coming up next. Cougar pregame live rolling on from Cougar Canyon on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics alongside Riley Nelson. My name is Jason Shepard coming to you from Cougar Canyon. We are in booth number one, the furthest north booth. If you're in the area, if you're walking around before you go in, stop by, say hi. You can even across the way go over and get a picture of the gigantic potato. I did that before. Greg Rubel is over there now getting a picture because it's so massive and awesome. So come get a picture of the potato. Come say hi to us. And by the way, we were having this discussion before we went on air. Aren't all potatoes from Idaho? I don't know of a potato that's not from Idaho. Well, now i got to be careful because I have family members that live in eastern Washington. So there may be some potato they, farmers yeah, in eastern I could, Washington. Think about it. Same climate, same sure. kind of area. Yeah. Yes. Well, but anyway, come over. Greg Greg is back. He, he's got his picture. But you were see. Here's the thing. You didn't get in the picture. Okay, we'll talk with you. Right, okay, Greg is here early. He's going to join us our next segment. But you needed to get in that picture so that you were in front of the big potato. All right. Uh, he, we're gonna, People we're lose gonna, perspective, it's true. Greg, yeah, how massive it truly is. We're going to move on to, to QB Reed, but I am going to ask Greg why he chose not to get in the picture when we visit with The Voice in our next segment. All right, so you're going to... You're going to talk about something, a word that I love, the word symmetry. I, I love that word. Symmetry and balance in the offensive attack this year from BYU. So just a few, 2,200 yards passing to 18 yards or 1,800 yards rushing, 17 passing touchdowns, 19 rushing, rushing touchdowns, four receivers with over 400 receiving, six different guys with multiple TD passes. I just love the fact that this team is a consummate team. It, it, they have their stars, no doubt. The Pukunakuas, Tyler Algiers, uh, uh, um, Jaron Halls of the world. Like, no doubt that these players are are uh, in a vacuum, stars of their own account. But when you, the conductor of the orchestra, this Aaron Roderick, what he's been able to orchestrate for this offense this year is is truly something that's mind blowing. And I just wanted to take take a brief moment today to call that out because you don't always have it this good and it's something that so many football programs out there this saturday are trying to find and trying to figure out and so few are actually able to capture it so the fact that this 2021 offense has been able to capture that kind of symmetry and that kind of balance in in their attack is something that's uh, worth chatting about well and look and i i keep coming back and we touched on this earlier when we were talking about tyler algier when you look at the schedule last year and all the numbers that were put up it was unbelievable. And then to be able to come back in, in a completely different type of schedule in terms of bigger opponents, and I, I mean that both literally and figuratively, a much more difficult schedule overall. And to be able to have those types of numbers and that kind of thing, it, I, just, I, I think that's just an unbelievable... Uh, How do you lose a quarter? You're... Uh, the number two, your yes. quarterback that yes. goes number two overall, your top receiver that gets drafted, uh, and uh, another lineman to the draft, and another lineman that made an NFL roster. Like, how do you lose that and then come back against a tougher schedule yes. and perform arguably better? Look, we said. Look, we said this earlier. Tyler Algier with four rushing yards will surpass his rushing total net from last season, and that's that's crazy, and that speaks volumes. Number one about Tyler Algier but also about this offense and what it's capable of. To be able to do that last year. And, and, and honestly, when you look at the schedule, you it was oh. still impressive. Whether people want to admit to it or not, it was impressive regardless of the opponent. But to do it against this schedule yeah. ramps it up. 
Well, and I mentioned all the pieces that they all the pieces on the field that they lost. Don't forget they lost the offensive coordinator, who, by the way, it wasn't a fluke because he went to his new school and yeah. he's doing it all over again. So yeah. that shows you that Jeff Grimes is a tremendous coach, and you were able to you were able to let him go pursue you know the his career as he wishes and not skip a beat. It just is uh, we are extremely lucky, BYU football fans. We are also very lucky as BYU fans to have the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, joining us. He will join us when we come back. We will find out why he chose not to get in the picture with the gigantic potato. (laughs) That will be question number one when we return on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Welcome back. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. He's Riley Nelson. My name is Jason Shepard. And joining us now is the voice of the BYU Cougars. He is Greg Rubel. Greg, thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, we always love this segment. Uh, let's sorry get for right hi- to sorry it. for hijacking the interview earlier. No, no, by no, the way, that's fine. I, I thought it was for a good cause. Absolutely, Jerry's, Jerry's awesome. Jerry is fantastic. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. So, so let's go ahead and get to this. You were very excited to go over and get a picture of the potato, which I agree, I did too. I, however, jumped in the picture with the potato. You chose not to. Why did you not want a picture with the potato? Yeah, I'm. 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 Um, I'm taking a break of putting pictures of, my, of myself on social media for a while. <laughs> Can I, look, as members of the church, we love to challenge people to do things. I'm and, invite, cha- and invite. Uh, and invite. I'm going to challenge both of you. When this segment is done, because you guys will be released to head upstairs, I'm going to challenge both of you to take pictures of each other nah. in front of the potato. It might feel, I might do one like with Riley. Like okay. if it was the two of us. That's fine. I, I might, I might, uh, I might actually I'm going to let Greg uh, off the hook. On My little one. ones are coming to the game today. Okay. By the way, anybody who's still teetering, and I don't think there's even any tickets if you wanted to, but it's a beautiful day. Uh, tons of families out here today, but I got to go. Yeah, Riley may have to run. Yeah, I got to <laughs> so. meet, I got to meet my little guy yeah. at his face painting. Oh, gotcha. So there you go. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, let's, let's get to it then today. Look. <laughs> The, the outcome should not be in doubt. I think, all, and I talked about this with Riley at the beginning of the show. What you really want out of today is to make sure you come out of this, you stay healthy before your bye week. So from a personnel standpoint, what's BYU's personnel situation heading into today? Well, I just finished chatting with Kalani, and, and Kalani says the only right mindset to take into this game is that you're going to need all of your guys for 60 minutes, all of your frontline guys. Uh, because you want to get the best out of those players. If they play their best and BYU does its best and the game's in hand and you can start platooning and, and making rotations, then so be it. But I, I'm with Kalani in that even if it's this kind of opponent in this kind of game, you can still be efficient. You can still be almost perfect in a lot of ways if you play it the right way. And that's what I want to see from BYU. When the frontline guys are in there, the first stringers are in there, scores on every possession, no needless giveaways, no giveaways, right? I mean, they've already played nine games this year, six of them giveaway free. Yeah. If you can be, be giveaway free against the better teams you're playing, there should be no you know, reason to, to, to experience turnover troubles against an FCS opponent. It's just a fact. So if the focus is there, you should hang on to the football. So that's what you want to see. Scores in every possession and no giveaways as long as the first stringers are in the game. Now that said, BYU's had to go to its depth already. So a lot of guys that you might not see until this kind of game have already seen snaps and starts. And so uh, in a lot of ways, there's every reason to expect that BYU should perform well throughout, even as more seldom-used players uh, come into this game. But, uh, you know, Idaho State's... 
four most recent games against ranked FBS opponents. They were shut out in three of them. Okay, so a shutout is a reasonable expectation. Uh, the only team that scored, the only team they scored against was uh, Nebraska, and I think they lost that game 72 to seven. So um, the other three they were shut out in. So I think a shutout is a reasonable expectation. Zero giveaways is a reasonable expectation. Scoring every possession as long as the first stringers are in is a reasonable expectation because the win's going to happen. BYU's 15 and 0 all time against FCS foes. And then the ancillary uh, objective is um, come out of it healthy. And we talk about this. Uh, Riley and I will talk about this more in the pregame coming up here in a bit. That's another key fact here: is get out of it without anybody suffering yep. uh, a significant injury. Can I segue into guys who are either out or coming back today? Please. So Gunnar Romney, last week they thought he'd be able to go against Virginia and kind of truly game-time decision, they, they, they sat him out last week, and then when that decision was made, the decision was made to sit him out this week as well. So if you're going to sit him last week, then don't play him this week. Get him truly rested by week next week. Get him ready for Georgia Southern and USC. Kalani said, uh, that he thinks Gunner will be close to 100% by the time it comes for Georgia Southern. So no Gunner Romney today. So you're already playing both Nakua's, Neil Pau, uh, Keanu Hill, Chris Jackson. Hobbs Nyberg would slide in and be like the, the sixth wide receiver um, to play, and others may indeed play, but that's where we go to Hobbs next. Uh, at running back, Miles Davis is back. So we've not seen Miles play all year. He got hurt in training camp, right, as the buzz was building about yes. Miles. He suffered an injury and has kept him out ever since. But he'll he, at least he will dress today. And Kalani said he'll be available to play today. So we'll see if he, if he gets snaps or not. But you could see number 19, Miles Davis, out there today. Uh, Algier, Katoa. We've seen McChesney for a snap or two this year. Haven't seen Hinkley Ropati at all. And so this would be a day you'd think when McChesney, Ropati, and maybe even Miles Davis get in the game. Defensively, uh, still no uh, George Udo. He may dress today, but maybe not quite ready to go. Uh, you could see some more from Matt Criddle. Uh, and Caleb Christensen could return. He's been out and injured uh, for quite a while. On the offensive line, still no James Empey, still no Harris Lachance, so nothing's really changed there. So those are the personnel notes of note, but the good news is uh, uh, Miles Davis we get to maybe see for the first time this year, and he's a guy with a couple of touchdown runs in his career, and uh, maybe he plays today. Greg, I don't know if uh, back when I was playing, and I don't know if this is public knowledge or not, but essentially the rule was 35 up 35 in the second half, that was when you could expect the the second and third stringers mm-hmm. to start getting reps. Does Kalani, at any time in working with him, does he have any hard and fast rule like that? Uh, I, I, I tried to get him to give us an indication today in terms of expectation and or benchmarks, and he really just didn't want to go there. Just kind of said, I expect all of our guys to be at their best. And then if the game's in hand, you can ask me later when I felt that it was time. That's what he said. So, One last thing before we let you guys go. Number 15 in the initial college football playoff rankings. Mm-hmm. I think we were all very pleased with that at 7-2. and two. Clearly, uh, the committee took notice of what BYU did in terms of the games that they have played, the teams they have faced. My question to you is how realistic do you think it is with two FCS opponents and a bye and then USC at the end that BYU can climb enough? Because we know there's going to be teams ahead of them that will lose. That, that's a guarantee. Well, Georgia Southern's not FCS. Or excuse me, I'm yeah. sorry, yes. Right. But, but two wins that you should... It's you, a lower-ranked yes. FBS yes. program, but a, a game you should win. Yes, yeah, a game yeah. you should win. But with, with knowing there are teams that will lose ahead of you, how realistic do you believe it is that BYU can actually climb up to possibly increase... Uh, the bowl game that they play in. Well, I'll, I'll take it from a little different perspective, and that is you don't want to give the committee any reason to drop you. If you're winning games in dominant and efficient 
uh, fashion, uh, you, you shouldn't drop. You know, I mean, and and you might. In, you know, on one week or another, maybe slip a spot because a team's wins behind you are so good they've got to go somewhere. I get that. But you just don't want to have a game because the committee has already shown that, that even since he's went over Notre Dame, only carries so much weight. Ever since that Notre Dame win, the committee is looking totally for style points. And they're not, they're not seeing style points from Cincinnati the last couple of weeks. And so, yeah, even against FCS or against Georgia Southern, style's involved. And you've got to win in a way that appears representative of a team that's ranked in the top 15. Oregon's going to take a hit, uh, and they may drop from number four, even if they beat Washington today, because of the Stanford loss. It's one thing to lose to Stanford, but if you lose to a Stanford team that has just been terrible if since. you watched any minute of that game. Oh, and, yeah. and, and I grant you know, there's no Tanner McKee that makes a difference, right. but that's a bad loss. It's becoming a worse loss for Oregon. So all these things matter, and all these things count. That's why I'm just saying efficient, Score when yeah. you get the chance. Don't give it away. Don't be sloppy. Don't give anyone a reason to go, ah, eh, they're not as good as we thought they were. And BYU fans should put uh, as much energy as they can into every one of BYU's opponents to cheer them on to continue to accumulate those wins. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, Utah looks like they're going to be a Rose Bowl. They could be a Rose Bowl team this year. Um, and, and that would be, you know, Ute fans will rejoice, and BYU fans can get a benefit from having that be a really solid win on their schedule. Yeah, granted, Oregon could still, you know, buck back up and, and beat Utah once or twice, and, and, and that could all happen. But Utah could also still be a Rose Bowl team. You yeah. could beat a team that's good enough to be in the Rose Bowl this year from BYU. Uh, that's how good Utah's looking right now. So, uh, so much left. I, I just think it's fun, guys, to be in the mix and yes. be in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things have to happen uh, to be in that at-large pool when it really matters. But all you can do is win the games that are on your schedule after losing a couple, which BYU's done, and I think it's fun. Greg, great stuff. We will let you go. Riley, we will let you go as well. Thanks for the insight from both of you. Fantastic job as always. Thank you, Chef. Same to you. And this is it for our Cougar Canyon this year, isn't it? it? I know. Final home game, which means final time out here. Crazy that we've already uh, gotten to this point of the season. It is. Great job, Jason. Thanks. There it is. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson. We will take a very quick 10-second break on the other side. Mitchell Juergens will join me. We'll get his take on the game today, BYU and Idaho State. Cougar pregame live back in 10 seconds on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU getting ready to face Idaho State. The Cougars 6-0 all time against the Bengals. The Bengals coming in with a record of 1-7. Joined now by our sideline reporter, Mitchell Jurgens. And look, Mitch, in terms of the last home game of the year, it's in November and temperatures are expected to be in the 60s. How great is this? This is amazing. Um, I actually threw on some uh, some tights under my pants today, just uh, assuming it's going to be cold. I'm going to have to take these off upstairs. I mean, take some layers is, uh, off? Yeah, I, I always come prepared. Everyone knows I come prepared with layers, but... Uh, uh, I think I'm going to shed some because, uh, I mean, it's a it's a perfect day for a November football game. Certainly a perfect day, a perfect day for a BYU win. We all expect that to be the case. Now, as far as seniors day, senior day goes, it's a little different with only the three actual seniors. Now, there will be 11 others that will be honored today. Um, but when you look at it, what type of atmosphere do you expect 
in a game that you know you're going to win. There's not a ton of seniors. What type of atmosphere do you expect? We know it's a sellout. So I, I think uh, based off of what we've seen the rest of the year, I, I would I would imagine fans are are kind of uh, ready to let loose today with it being the last home game. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, always a senior day. It's I, I go back to my senior day. This is very different yeah. um, from a, a senior day type experience, right? It doesn't feel one. We talked about the weather. Um, I remember my senior day being a freezing cold night in November <laughs> um, at home. And, uh, I mean, it, with, with not many more games to play, um, it, it almost uh, it doesn't feel like a senior day to me, right. a, a typical senior day. Um, but I mean, these players are going to you know take the field with their families, and um, it'll be a memorable experience for them. You know, taking into consideration how much they've given to this program. Uh, but as far as atmospheres go, you, you mentioned it's a sellout crowd. Um, you know, I, I expect another loud and packed house, um, even against uh, you know an Idaho State and FCS opponent. Um, because BYU has truly established themselves as a very fun team to watch regardless of the opponent that yes. they play. Um, you know, I, I go to seasons prior, right, towards the end of the year when BYU's schedule in this independence era, um, when it gets a little bit lighter, we start to see those numbers drop in attendance um, because they're not playing the powerhouse teams that everyone just wants to see this cool matchup. Um, but, yeah, I mean, an FCS team today, it's a sellout crowd. I think also with the lingering thought of, hey, is this going to be some of these players' right. last game, like yep. Tyler? I, if it is, I mean, I- anyone in this area that, that loves to follow BYU football is going to want to watch Tyler in his potential last game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Um, and so, I mean, I expect this atmosphere just to be very similar to what we've seen all year. Very loud crowd. Um, a lot of passion from these fans. This is, uh, I mean, it's going to be a fun uh, fun atmosphere today. Yeah, and there's some big-time recruits on campus today as well. So uh, this is one of those ones you want to roll out the, uh, I won't say the red carpet, we'll roll out the blue <laughs> carpet uh, today. So, uh, But I, I agree with you. I think, you know, not knowing who's going to be back. And, and look, look, that's, that's, that is interesting here because, look, we, you talked about your senior day and how it was a little bit more traditional um, in terms of the weather. It was a little bit colder when you had yours, but it was also a little more traditional because after yours, you had the bowl game to play. This game is happening so early in the year where it's the last home game. BYU still has two more regular season games after today, plus a bowl game. It feels a little different when the final regular season game is is this early in the year. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, I think going into that, too, you've got two more games. You've got a bowl game and, and the uncertainty of which bowl game, right? right? Are there still hopes of a New Year's Six? I mean, there's so much still more to play for where typically with a traditional senior day, it's, hey, this is my last effort. Um, it's the last game of the season. You already have an idea of what bowl game you're going to traditionally with um, in these BYU seasons when yep. you kind of knew New Year's Six was out of the picture. Um, and so it, it will be a different feel. But um, w- one thing is for sure, like, uh, a lot of these players have the mindset of every single game, I'm going to play it like it's my last. Yep. Um, and, and that's just uh, a lot of players have this mindset because you never know. It could be one play. It could be one moment in a game where – that's going to define whether you're going to play football again or not, um, as we've seen with injuries in the past. And so um, I, I think they'll take the field with a little bit more um, gracious approach today, recognizing how much they've done. I, I mentioned this before, but being there with their families, kind of recognizing taking a, taking a step back, um, just nothing but gratitude um, that, that they're going to take the field with today. Um, but uh, excited to see these players. I, I Selfishly, I'd love to see a lot of these guys come back that are being honored today that right. aren't specifically seniors, but 
you know, at the end of the day, want what's best for them and, and, and wish everybody luck in this game today. Well, and I agree with you. I, I think everybody's going to approach this the right way, but I, I think it does help. Look, when you're in a game, when you are a heavy favorite, and I think the line I saw was like 35 and yeah. a half. Look, you're expected to win this thing going away, and we all expect BYU to do that. When you're in a game like that, I think it helps. Whether it's realistic or not, the fact that you could possibly improve your bowl game, I think that helps. I think it helps knowing or maybe not knowing who on the roster may or may not be back. I think things like that help keep you focused in terms of your approach in a game where you are such a heavy favorite. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I go back um, when you're approaching these teams like this, for me as a player, nothing changed, right? Um, It it was... uh, in, in college football, there's so much talent on a team. Everybody wants to play. And so for me, it was like, look, I'm always on tape. I'm always being watched. Yeah. Um, no matter what game it's uh, – or no matter who you're playing, right, it doesn't determine, hey, this is an easier matchup. I can take it easier. No, every play, every snap, you're giving it your all. And, and I think these players are going to approach it the, the exact same way. Um And, you know, there's, I mentioned the tape, there's a lot of NFL hopefuls. And so this is one of those games, too, where you can really take a stand. And um, we've seen uh, these NFL prospects as they come through, um, there may be a play or two that have defined or made, you know, players jump certain rounds because of the extraordinary physical strength or whatever it was, athletic ability um, on one or two specific plays. And so for, for me and for a lot of these players, it's, look, every single play is an opportunity to display your talent. Um, to you know to to represent BYU the way that you want to represent them and so I expect nothing to change with this mindset like you mentioned um, there's a lot to prove in this game with poll voters and to make a statement is a big opportunity for this BYU team today and, and expect that they should do that today all right so what does success look like for BYU today in your opinion yeah we've heard this talked about a lot and I'll, and I'll repeat it right is is health um, you've got some key games uh, here through the rest of the season with the big one um, against USC at the end of the year. Um, you want your guys healthy for this game. And so if BYU can escape um, some some serious injuries, have their guys healthy, get some guys rest, um, going into the end of the season, I think uh, that's, that's the number one success that we're looking for. Um, for me specifically, for the offense, let's score on every single drive with the ones. Right. Um, last year, even or, or the last time BYU played Idaho State, there was a little bit slower of a start. Um, BYU, we saw what they did last week against Virginia. They can score at will, and I want to see them do that again. And so when the offense has the ball in hands, I want to see them punch it in the end zone every time they can do that. Um, and, and that, for me, would be a, a big version of success. Um, and, and then the last thing that I'm looking for is uh, a large margin of victory um, or a large margin uh, of point differential. Yeah. At the, at the end of the first half, right? We are going to expect to see a lot of uh, uh, new faces um, play in this game today in the second half. And if, if these poll voters are watching um, and they can see that BYU puts up a huge difference, the defense is locked in, the offense can score points, um, at the end of the first half, I think they can, you know, tune off, go to the next game, and uh, and pencil BYU in for a, a commanding, strong victory, which is going to help um, as we should see some losses in um, in these top 25 matchups yeah. today. Yeah, I mean, there, there's going to be losses. Some of these guys that are ahead of BYU, they play each other. So, yep. I mean, they're, they're going to – there's going to be losses ahead of BYU. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how realistic it is that BYU can move up knowing what the schedule looks like. And, by the way, 
just BYU versus Idaho State, the average score in this series has been 38-8 to eight mm-hmm. in favor of BYU. Now, I, I think BYU can, can do better than 30 today. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're going to com- – a commanding lead with the starters – Stay healthy. That that looks like success today. Yep, that's what I'm looking for, and and hopefully they can produce that today. And um, at the end of the day, again, it being senior day, um, you know, another chance for these guys to impress yep. this this amazing BYU crowd that's here today. Um, I think it's going to be a fun, loud, and, uh, loud stadium today with a lot of energy. I think BYU feeds off that energy. So, so you know, bring the energy today, Cougar Nation. I think uh, it's going to be a fun one. Speaking of uh, bringing the energy, have you already or do you plan to go get your pitcher in front of the gigantic potato? I have not yet, but, uh, Jason, I'll do it for you. Thank you. I'll, I'll go get a yes. selfie with the with the potato. Yes. Um, uh, I think my daughters will love seeing that. They'll probably have no idea what it is, but, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do it for you. I appreciate it. There we go. He is Mitchell Jerkins. He will be on the sideline today roaming the sidelines for the broadcast, also former BYU receiver Mitch great stuff thank you so much as always and we'll hear you with Greg and Riley coming up in just a bit yeah thanks Jason there we go Mitchell Jurgens coming up on the other side what did Idaho State head coach Rob Fennessy think watching BYU's game against Virginia well that's next on Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting ready for BYU and Idaho State kickoff from the Vell Edwards Stadium coming your way in just a little bit. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll turn things over to Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson. They'll continue pregame coverage, but... Earlier this week, I had a chance to talk with the head coach of the Bengals. His name is Rob Finnessy, and here's our conversation. Take me through your thoughts on this team overall as you look at the one and seven record. When you look back at the season to this point, what really stands out to you? Uh, a lot of a lot of missed opportunities. You know, uh, we're, we're a little bit banged up. We really really took a hit when uh, Vanderwall, our quarterback, you know, hurt his shoulder, and uh, and that really set us back quite a bit. We have two behind him. We had two true freshmen, and you know, you're only as good as your third string player anyway. So you know, you can't cry cry sour grapes or whatever to the deal because you know you got an injury can happen at any time so but you know we struggled at the quarterback position a little bit um you know we thought a couple of missed opportunities we felt uh you know we could have we could have played a little bit better against North Dakota um you know we had we had a a goal line stand early that I think that they think hurt us and then and then Vanderwall got hurt against Sac State where we were actually leading at halftime and and really going for a uh, potential game-winning field goal kick when uh, when we threw an interception and uh, went down to NAU and just uh, just laid an egg, you know, and and first start for a true freshman quarterback through a bunch of turnover had a bunch of turnovers and then the team regrouped, you know, they came back after that game and really had a good week, had you know, and and really solidified themselves a little bit and we had a pretty good performance. Didn't turn the ball over against UC Davis and and probably caught them on a bad day as well and. You know, we thought we had things going, but first drive against Portland State, we fumble, and same thing happened the first drive at, at Montana State, even though we, you know, we felt we, we hung in there with the Bobcats a little bit, and then uh, it just got steamrolled by the, the Purple guys. So, like I said, it's just, you know, our defense has gotten better. 
uh, from the from the NA from the NAU game, you know, with the resolve within the defenses, uh, they they've actually played pretty well. You know, the the forty points given up to to the purple guys don't don't show really doesn't show how they played. You know, uh, we had two special team scores, so I like the way our defense has been been playing. Offense needs to to pick it up and put points on the board. Well, and look, and I guess you could look at this whether a team's winning or losing. It's all how you handle whatever circumstances you're given. How is the team handling things right now? Because it sounds like based off the way you're talking overall they're handling it okay they 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 really are and and that's a lot about like i said the resolve of this team it's not a practice problem anybody that comes watch our practice that you'll you'll be pleasant not you shouldn't be surprised because that's what we do how we do things around here but they uh, uh there's enthusiasm we're having fun uh it's not like we're pulling teeth to get the guys out there you know they enjoy being around each other they enjoy being uh being a team and working together and we just need to uh like i said put get some positive results on on the board but you know they come to work they come to work every every week and i can't say enough about the assistant coaches you know providing some energy and 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 you know what we say get some juice going in practice and and the guys like i said they enjoy being around each other i had prepared this question i was going to ask you about how all of these you know players from idaho state from the state of utah are going to be excited to be back in their home state. And then I looked at the roster. There's only like seven from the state of Utah on your roster. What is your philosophy in terms of recruiting? Because I guess I just had gone in assuming with such close proximity, there'd be more players from Utah. Yeah. And when I first got the job back here in uh, 2017, uh, the previous uh, staff did not recruit Salt Lake whatsoever or Utah whatsoever. So the first thing we want to do is control the state with players that we feel can play in the Big Sky Conference. Obviously, you know, if we, if, uh, you know, Boise State or, or you know, Utah State, you know, those guys are going to get, are going to get the guys. But we want to control the state with uh, Big Sky players. And we want to, you know, make sure that we leave no stone unturned in the state of Idaho, first of all. You know, we want to, I, I said from the beginning, want to build Idaho State football with state of Idaho players. But then to our drive, you have a huge, huge area. And David Fiafia, who uh, recruits that area, we have actually two coaches, maybe three down there. That's our next biggest area. And we really want to make a push to get some guys. And we, we do have a few, I think, on missions that are going to be coming up. But no, Salt Lake is a big area, and I would like to have, you know, 12, 15 players from, from that area, our next biggest area, you know, but, you know, you got Weber and you got Southern Utah, and now you got Dixie, and so it's, it's, a, it's a tough battle to, to, get them, to get them up here, but there's good football down there in the state of Utah, and, uh, you know, you look at Weber's roster, you look at Utah, you know, look at BYU's roster, look at Utah, there's a lot of players from Utah, so it gets picked over pretty good. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on this matchup specifically against BYU? The Cougars coming off a shootout probably doesn't even do it justice, but a big win over Virginia. How do you look at this one? Yeah. First of all, that game was fun to watch. Now, you know that was uh, uh, it from a fan. You know, I, I like it when our day is over after our game. I get to go home and be a fan and watch other coaches uh, uh, have three hours of misery. So, uh, <laughs> but I can I can actually be a fan. And boy, that was an exciting game. Uh, BYU is the same team when I was at UNLV in 1999 and Wyoming and 2000 and 01 and 02 and, and those years at UNLV I spent, it's the same dudes. I mean, just different numbers and different names, but as long, but there's a Kafusi and a Pili and a, you know, there's, there's always, as long as there's a Kafusi on the roster, I know we're okay. Cause I think every time I've played against BYU, there's been a Kafusi. I don't when's this going to end these guys, but a really good team, good, solid, I mean, everywhere they're going to go into the big 12 and, and they're going to hang tough with everybody. It's their 4-0 in the Pac-12 this year. 
there's, there's not a real weakness that, that we see. And for us, you know, it's about going down there and executing, just doing your assignment and, and let the chips fall, you know. And uh, that's part going to great environment. The stadium's awesome. You know, a lot of noise, 65,000 people, beautiful setting, one of the best in all of college football. And, and coach Satake, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's good friends with David Fiafia, our assistant coach, you know, and, and I know a rod a little bit and, and some of those guys, and, and they're all really good bunch of dudes. And so that makes it even worse because it's easier to go into a game where you don't like the other coaches, but I like these guys. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy your trip to Provo. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Oh, no worries. And look forward to the game. Thank you for having me. That was Idaho state head coach, Rob Fennessy. Back to wrap up Cougar pregame live when we come back on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. All right, wrapping up Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union, the official credit union of BYU Athletics kickoff coming your way in about 40 minutes coming up next it is the zions bank cougar pregame coaches show with greg rubel and kalani satake you're listening to byu football on the new skin byu sports network It's time to preview today's matchup with head coach Kalani Sataki. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by a local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's join Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar football fans, and welcome inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah. And it is a spectacular Saturday for Senior Day in BYU's 2021 home finale. And it's a, a sold-out stadium, essentially, that greets the home team today as the Cougars welcome their border brethren from Idaho State, the Bengals, making the trek from Pocatello to Provo as they step up in class today and take a swing at surging BYU, the Cougs coming off back-to-back P5 victories, the fourth and fifth P5 wins on the Cougars' season slate. I am Greg Rubel with you for play-by-play today. I'm joined by my broadcast partner, the former BYU signal caller, the slinging, scrambling southpaw, Riley Nelson. And, uh, well, it was four weeks ago today that the Cougars suffered a setback here that dashed their hopes of a perfect season, a loss the following week that had BYU kind of staggered. But the Cougs got off the mat and responded with wins at Washington State and then home versus Virginia. The former was a daytime low-scoring grinder. The latter was a nighttime back-and-forth pinball game, two very different kinds of win but games that have BYU back on track with reasonable hopes of getting on a late-season roll and getting to 10 wins before the postseason. And Riley, a double-digit win season with this year's schedule? That'll make this among the most impressive seasons in Cougar football history. We've been counting up the accomplishments as the season has gone on, Greg. Wins against P5 opponents, doing it at home, on the road. The the, the way in which those wins have come about, they have come in dominating fashion. They, BYU has controlled the game wire to wire. They've got out, as you just mentioned, in track meets and pinball-type you know, scoring affairs. And this uh, 2021 season, at, and especially in the context of everything that happened after the 2020 season, all the players that went on to play in the NFL and 
coaches that went on to other programs to be able to come back arguably with a stronger performance is just should not be uh, overlooked. Well, today's game will not move the needle necessarily when it comes to polishing the postseason portfolio, but that's not to say that this Saturday matinee is devoid of meaning because even though BYU is expected to win easily, style points do matter. This has to be a clean and efficient game for the Cougars, even if some of the starters won't be staying in this game for very long. We'll hear how BYU head coach Kalani Sitake plans to play this one out after this short break. This is the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. Kalani's interview is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar pregame coaches show continues. Once again, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. BYU and Idaho State meeting for a seventh time all-time in this Saturday afternoon affair. BYU comes in ranked 15th in the college football playoff, top 25, 17th in the AP poll, and 20th in the coaches poll. ISU enters the contest with a 1-7 record. They lost their third straight game last Saturday following to Weber State and Pocatello. Since the uh, year 2000, Idaho State 2-30 and 30 against FBS opponents with three of the losses coming here in Provo. Let's pause now. 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Kalani Sitake as he leads his team into its 10th game in 10 weeks. BYU's bye week will come next week before BYU embarks on a two-game stretch run. And a short time ago in the BYU locker room, I asked Kalani what it will mean for his guys to, quote, empty the tank in this FCS game that comes before a week with no game. Well, as if this is the last game of the season, you know, where you got nothing less left to save uh, for. And I know we have a bye, but uh, we'll, we'll take the, uh, the entire week to get better, practice some young guys, and then and even get polished up on a few things. But it's it's uh, this is ten straight weeks of, of football, and it's it's been really tough on a lot of the guys. Been tough on our depth, and um, so there's some guys that are banged up that are, are still not 100 percent. And uh, we're just asking for them to give it everything they got and to make sure if, they, if they're only going at, at 90% that we get all 90% today. And so that's, that's the goal. Just, and I think mentally it allows them just to know that there's, there's relief coming at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, hey, this is going to be painful. Doctor might say that. Or dentist might say it's going to be painful. And, and uh, you expect it to be painful. And when it does happen, it's not really that bad. So that's what we're hoping to just get, get their mindset right. Have you already plotted out or game planned how you like the game to go in terms of how you divide reps among certain t- uh, guys and groups and things like that? I think the mindset right now for our coaches is to go as if we're going to have to play every second of this game. And that's uh, that mindset hasn't changed at all. I, I think it's important that we keep the same mindset as if we're going against you know a ranked opponent um, because that gets we get the best out of our guys. I think you've, you've been around me long enough where I'm saying, hey, we're playing this, t- this team. They're really tough, and I'm looking forward to it because it's going to bring the best out of our guys. Well, I, I think having our guys just expect that as, a, as being the norm is a, is a big part of what we're trying to get done here as a coaching staff and, and build that in our culture that, that uh, it's more about being prepared and playing at your best rather than who you're going against. 
do you have certain expectations for today in terms of what a, a good day will be for you? I think just to do what, what gets us wins, and that's to be disciplined, play assignment sound football with great technique, great fundamentals, um, great body position, uh, take care of the football, but then disrupt and get some turnovers on defense and special teams. I'd like to see our offense continue to take care of the football and have that be an emphasis. Um, I think they, when we do that, we, we have good success, and when we don't, we have to struggle a little bit. And a couple of personnel notes. Let's talk about uh, Gunnar Romney for a moment. Uh, you thought he might be able to go last week. You didn't. You didn't have him play. Is it going to be sensible to not have him play again today and, and then have a bye week so he's really in good shape for the stretch run? That's that's the deal. We we th- felt like if I mean if this was the end of the season he would play, but um, right now we think if we rest him we could get him close to 100 um, percent by Georgia Southern. If if we wait. Uh, it, then that, that'll happen. If we don't, then there's a chance that he will be uh, uh, subpar all the way up and, you know, to even make maybe the bowl game. So we also don't want to complicate things and make things more uh, troublesome for him in, in terms of um, causing other injuries to happen because he's compensating for that, for that, the soreness and injury in his, in his, in his uh, knee. How long do you think we'll see Tyler Algier play today? And BYU's been in so many close and tight games, you really haven't been able to go into your running back depth, which is there. Well, I think let's just let's just get him the ball and let's see what he can do and let's block uh, really well for him and get some points on the board. I, I I'm going to use him. I, like I said, we said uh, probably midseason we're going to have to depend on him to carry the load, and he's going to be a little sore. Uh, I still plan on that happening, and then we'll we'll adjust. If the the goal is to get the the game under control, if we can get the game in 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 control and solidify the win, then we make adjustments. Until then, right now the the win isn't isn't available. So uh, ask me when we when we you feel like it, it's that there uh still no james mp and no harris lachance up front yeah. yeah same thing with with gunner with harris harris has been banged up for a number of weeks now and um we think it would be better for us to get him ready uh next week with the bye week and allowed him some extra practice time uh campbell's been playing really really good and uh when harris gets back he's gonna have to compete for that spot and and um right now not being 100 percent is not gonna he's not gonna beat out a, a talented young freshman like campbell barrington yeah, can i ask about a guy we've kind of forgotten a little bit about because it got hurt in training camp miles davis how close yeah. is miles miles is back so um that's going to be a lot of fun I, did I he think, play today yep he, i think he's going to suit up uh we'll see how it goes he practiced all week and um it's great to have him back but <clears throat> you know because he's been banged up he's not in the best shape so we have to be smart with him caleb, uh, caleb christensen's back right. uh, after being gone for a month uh same thing those guys aren't in great game shape but i think we can be uh we can utilize them as, in certain spots and, and try to get them on the field and participate okay finally what has idaho state shown the ability to do they've struggled this year well they, yeah they've struggled but i know they're well coached and and i, I know fantasy and this coaching staff uh you know uh, their, their db coach has been around me he's a ga for me in two different schools and so they know what we're about i think um they're going to coach their guys really well they're going to do whatever they can to, to compete in this game and so that that's the thing that i i'm more stressed on is that they're, they're well coached we'll just have to be ready and, and make sure that we uh handle all the little details and simple things it's kind of a different senior day because some guys might come back after being honored today but it's still a special day yeah it's like the senior day that you hope to have another one for some of the guys and um but but at the same time if this is their last time in Lavelle Edwards Stadium I want to make sure that they have that memory and that's that great send-off beautiful day for the home finale this year have a good one we'll talk to you post games have some fun go kooks that is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. 
The Cougar Kickoff Show is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Kickoff Show is also brought to you by Bailey's Moving. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. Also by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Let's head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth alongside Riley Nelson. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium, where today the Cougars play their final home game of the 2021 campaign. It is senior day. Uh, more than a dozen BYU players will be honored today. Some will be back to come and play again next season, but uh, those players are considering themselves seniors today just in case because they have been here at least four years. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. It is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Greg Grubel, Riley Nelson, joining you from our Built Bar broadcast booth. Former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens reporting for us from field level and the Zions Bank end zone. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. Our booth host is Jason Shepard. Michael Wimmer is our game day engineer. Our statistician is Ralph Sokolowski. Our spotters, McKay Perry. Our Cougar Canyon and in-studio studio engineers are Barry Squires and Sean Fay. Coordinating producer, Terry South. Control board operators, Corbin Radford and Tanner Graff. Our broadcast intern, Alex Dotson at the studio. Jake Roper here at the stadium. Ryan Hansen is our stats intern today. You are tuned in to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, and it is great to have you along with us. Well, after last Saturday's wild win over Virginia, we speculated about how a 7-2 BYU team would be greeted in the first college football playoff rankings of the season. Last season... The first CFP ranking had 9-0 BYU at 14th. This year, thanks to a more difficult schedule, two-loss BYU is in the very same neighborhood at 15th. Now, all BYU can do is keep winning and see where things sit a month from now, but this much we do know. Two losses don't automatically disqualify BYU from New Year's Six consideration, whereas in the past, even a single loss would take BYU out of the mix. That's the value of a P5 heavy schedule, the kind of schedule BYU will face annually as a member of the Big 12. And Riley, this season's a pretty good indication of the kind of respect BYU can expect to earn if it continues to win like it has over the last two seasons. This is familiar company for BYU. You look at the rankings of what the Big, Twen the Big 12 will end up being. Cincinnati at 6, Oklahoma State at 12, Baylor or sorry, Oklahoma State at 11, Baylor at 12, and then BYU sitting right there at 15. It, uh, the, I tell you what, the Big 12 Conference is probably tickled pink and thanking their lucky stars that they were able to get BYU for their conference as they're bolstering it. So not only does that bolster the conference, but it gives BYU, as you mentioned, a preview of, what, of, of an exciting future to come full of intense competition week after week. And uh, this team has proven that this BYU program can handle it. It would be interesting to see where a 10-2 BYU would end up in the postseason picture. Uh, there will not be a lot of at-large spots up for grabs, but all BYU can do, again, is to hope to be in the conversation, which brings us to today. It's a game BYU is expected to win and win big. So the question becomes, Riley, what, can, what value can BYU gain from defeating Idaho State, both from a team standpoint internally and from a national perspective externally? Well, they have something going for him. You have Tyler Algier, who is a legitimate Doak Walker candidate. 
he's getting some outside talk, maybe is uh, is um, worthy of garnering some Heisman votes. But you've got some of the individual performances that people will have their eye on. People will be checking in on this box score to see how many touchdowns and rush yards did Tyler Algeria get. Jaron Halls had his name mentioned as one of the you know upper tier quarterbacks across the country. People will be checking in on that game. So that's how they can do it. Unfortunately, it is style points. Coaches will always coach speak as always that all we care about is the W. But today, I think they care about a little bit more, and that's the way in which they get that W both offensively and defensively. All right, more of the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show coming up. But before the break, we remind you to stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price on every tire, plus no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues right after this, live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Idaho State set for a bottom-of-the-hour kick. First meeting between these two teams since the 2019s. Wasn't that long ago, actually. A game that BYU won 42-10 here in Provo. Today's game is all but sold out. Uh, the Rock may not fill all of its seats, and those don't count as part of the, uh, uh, the sellout calculation because their student pass is already distributed. But... A lot of tickets are put out there. We'll see how many fans end up in the stands for today. Well, what a great home campaign it has been. BYU will finish a 1-1, one and 5-1 one, and one with a win today with really big crowds from start to finish with wins over three, five, uh, three P5 programs here in Provo. And the fans were a big part of those wins, too. I, I think uh, of, of the Utah and the Arizona State games in particular, when it felt like the crowd was uh, worth more than a few points in those important victories. Riley, not that we needed reminding, but... After the, the sedate settings of the 2020 COVID season, it felt like college football again for real in 2021. And I'm excited for, for, for future seasons when Big 12 teams regularly make their trips to Provo. Not just the fans, but the you can hear in the background the BYU marching band is out in the middle of the field playing the fight song uh, in the formation of uh, BYU stretching from the 20 to the 20 and other you know big 12 band is big in the big 12 and so they might bring their visiting bands and they have them in the corner and and to have that sliver of the northwest uh, sliver of the stadium be filled with fans it, it to to your point greg it, this season felt even more magical than it's already been with, with all the wins and all the performance on the field because of the return to normalcy uh, with the fans and the environment surrounding the game he is Riley Nelson. Time now for today's Hyatt Place Comfort Zone feature at Hyatt Place Provo. Your safety and comfort will always be our highest priority. And the Cougars were clearly comfortable playing up-tempo football last week after playing games with 10 or fewer possessions in three of their previous four contests. BYU played and won a 15-drive game against Virginia. And the Cougars started strong. Deep shots, no huddle from the get-go. We hadn't seen a true offensive explosion yet in the Aaron Roderick era as a play caller, in part because opportunities have been kind of limited. And uh, last week, the wraps were off, Riley. BYU showed it can go toe-to-toe with one of the best offenses in college football and win that kind of high-octane game. In talking with Aaron after the game, he said, 
we just didn't you you can't force your will all the time and so when we were going up against these opponents who were playing takeaway and to keep the ball away from us we had to answer in kind we couldn't go at a breakneck pace but he said we were definitely capable of it and he was grateful for the opportunity to show it last week i think at least in the first half we're going to see that same breakneck pace continued and i'm here for it because it's Mm. an exciting brand of football let's catch the tail end of our national anthem Back with more of the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show from Lavelle Edwards Stadium after this reminder that in 2022, BYU men's basketball will be dunking on cancer. Through generous donations, each BYU dunk during WCC play will raise money for BYU's Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougs fight against cancer, go to sccr at chem.byu.edu. We're back to Provo with more after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Getting you geared up for game time. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Coming up 7-2, 15th ranked BYU hosting FCS foe Idaho State. The Broncos 1-7 have lost their last four games against ranked opponents, FBS ranked opponents that is, by a combined score of 224-7. Well, in addition to seeing some players who might not normally play, play here today. We could see the return of some injured players. We'll see maybe Miles Davis get snaps, Caleb Christensen. On the flip side, uh, one of the most important things to get out of this game is to get out without new injuries. And Riley, it was against Weber State, FCS opponent, that you suffered a significant injury back in 2012. Greg, were you and my dad talking before the game? I was right before I got on air with you. I had a quick call. He's he's uh, helping with, with my mom babysitting our little ones at home. But uh, Anyway, he said, hey, tell Jaron to just watch it as he's <laughs> finishing runs. And, no, sure enough, we were up 21 in the second quarter, and it was a clean, legitimate hit. But I, I scrambled for a first down and was going to the ground, and a guy came in to just finish off the tackle and put his helmet right in my low back that resulted in some fractures. So one of the biggest things that you have to remember as a player in games like this is that the, the old concept of being the hammer of the nail still applies. You still have to bring all the same intensity and physicality because even though Idaho State is struggling, those individual players are out here with something to prove. They are playing with a chip on their shoulder, and while they may not be able to put it together as a team, there are individuals out there for the Bengals that will be flying around, and if you aren't 100% ready or protecting yourself at all times, the unfortunate may occur. We hope it does not. Coming up, we'll head down to field level and hear from Mitchell Jurgens after we tell you that mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is just minutes away from Lavelle Edwards Stadium for fresh off-the-grill chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp, Coconut Island Grill has the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for. Text the word coconut with K's, coconut, to 61090 for a free drink with your next meal. That's the word coconut with two K's, K-O-K-O-N-U-T, to 61090. The BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Let's get back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU-Idaho State coming up in just a few moments. Another chance for us to watch Tyler Algier go to work. Algier, first nationally in rushing touchdowns, third in rush yards per game. He ran for 266 in the Virginia win last week. And, Riley, Tyler is uh, also one of the guys putting his name on the senior day list for today. He just got introduced. Uh, It's not a sure thing. And I hope there's the possibility uh, this does not become his final home game. I really hope it's not because with another season at BYU, not only could he help BYU win a lot of games, clearly, but he could go down as an he could be an All-American candidate, he could be a Heisman candidate, he could be an all-timer at running back here at BYU. I hope some of the other uh, play, former players for BYU who have reached that legendary status can reach out to Tyler and explain to him what – what that means for the rest of your life, how you can leverage it. Don't get me wrong. It's every football player, youth football player's dream to play in the NFL. But that's only going to last. That may not, Running backs nowadays, that might not even get him until he's 30. But reaching legendary status, becoming an All-American, one of the guys where they hang your picture and banner around the stadium and around the campus, uh, that lasts forever. So, listen, respect his decision no matter uh, what he's got to do. And I got here's another element to it, Greg, is – you still have to take a full load of classes, and if he's already set to graduate, that means he's taking postgraduate classes, which gets harder, not easier. So there's, uh, you know, some guys just are sick of school, which there's many factors that go into it. But to your point, he could, I mean, we could be hanging a banner of Tyler Algier's name if his if his career, if he stays and his career stays on this trajectory. Let's head down now to field level and former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch reporting from the Zions Bank end zone. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. And Mitch, with all the, the deserved attention Tyler Algier and the run game have been getting, we cannot overlook how well the BYU aerial attack is performing. Jaron Hall is in command of an exciting and big play game plan. He and his receivers putting up impressive numbers every week. Yeah, Greg, this is honestly one of the most talented receiving cores we have seen in a very long time. And Jaron Hall has done a fabulous job commanding this offense and getting the rock to these playmakers. Um, I'm a firm believer that had Tyler Algier not had the success he has seen so far, I have no doubt that if BYU needed to throw the ball on average, you know, 10, 12 more times a game, they wouldn't skip a beat as this aerial attack has been locked in all year. Um, even when Jaron Hall was out and Baylor Romney stepped in, the offense didn't miss a beat as these receivers have made big play after big play, but also have been so good at breaking tackles and making guys miss after the catch. Um, to me, these you know they're some of the strongest and most slippery, slippery players in the country, in my opinion, um, which has been a huge lift for BYU this season. And, and on top of that, I, we can't ignore the fact that one of the reasons Tyler has been so successful is that how good at these receivers are uh, blocking downfield opening up uh, those second-level lanes for Tyler. Um, it's it's going to be fun to see Jaron and, and, and the, the receivers get to work today. Excellent stuff from Mitch. Coming up next, Riley Nelson's keys to the game, the coin toss and the opening kick. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.